0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana Basketball.
2: Hello and welcome in, Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us, and we've got some breaking news to begin this Friday show. I don't think this will come as a surprise to anybody, but... Just a few moments ago, ESPN breaking the news that Indiana freshman Jalen Hood Shafino will forego the remaining remainder of his college eligibility and enter the 2023 NBA draft. He said, quote, For me, the time is now. This has been a dream of mine since I was a little boy. Hood Shafino, he's number 13 in ESPN's current. NBA draft projections. Of course, he was the Big Ten Conference freshman of the year. He was voted second team all Big Ten and averaged 13 and a half points, four rebounds, almost four assess per four assists per game for Jalen Hood Shafino. So no surprise. I think everybody believed that the wins were going in this direction that it was very likely he would at least test the waters and likely secure an agent and forego his eligibility, and that is the case. Jalen hood uh will have spent one year in Bloomington before moving on to pursue professional opportunities. So we'll be interested now to follow over the next few months, now that his NBA dreams are out there in public, to see where he uh, lands and what opportunities uh, he has ahead of him but definitely uh, a loss for the roster for next season. But if you're Mike Woodson and the coaching staff, a loss that you probably hadn't been preparing for now for a while, and probably this, uh, obviously, announcement today by ESPN should be no surprise. But Jalen Huchofino, there were times where he was unstoppable and just a really talented player, fun to watch He wasn't always consistent, that is for sure, but he was really, really good. uh, No question about that. So, Jalen Shafino breaking news today. He confirms with ESPN that he will forego his remaining college eligibility and enter the 2023 NBA draft. All right, let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honeybaked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in just a few moments. We'll take a look at some headlines and get ready for – The men's and women's final fours coming up this weekend. The women's tonight, the men's on Saturday. Back to the women's on Sunday for the championship. And then the finale of college basketball, Monday night, the men's national championship game coming up. So uh, this is our final push through college basketball, and we'll tell you more about that. Also, some good news for Terry Morin, and Indiana already has signed and confirmed Peyton Sparks from Ball State for the 23-24 season. We'll tell you more about that release as well. And one high school softball note that I want to fit in here in the opening segment as well. Also, later in the show, we'll be joined by Dylan Wallace. Dylan is the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he is with us Fridays as we talk IU basketball and college hoops. We'll talk some Final Four. We'll talk some IU and a lot more when Dylan is with us today. And then we'll close out today with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star uh, High School Basketball. Now a wrap for the 22-23 season. And we'll kind of mention the state finals a bit with Kyle when he's with us and close out the year and talk about some of the basketball things ahead in our state. That's a look at the lineup a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Love to hear from you. Your thoughts on Jalen hood Uh, I'm assuming you weren't surprised, but I'd like to hear your reaction to... him foregoing his remaining college eligibility and heading the NBA draft route for sure, 100%. You can send in that to 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's. Text line. Indiana, a little bit earlier this morning, confirmed the addition of Peyton Sparks, Winchester, Indiana native, who played two seasons at Ball State. Uh, he'll be an IU Hoosier for the 23 24 season. He committed to Indiana on Wednesday morning. And here's what Coach Woodson had to say about Peyton Sparks. He said, quote, I really like the addition of Peyton to our program for several reasons. He is an experienced player with a great work ethic who had tremendous success individually while at Ball State. He gives us an inside scoring threat who can defend and rebound. I really like his ability to fight on the offensive glass and his ability to draw fouls on the opposition, which was one of the best nationally, is a tremendous asset. He is an Indiana kid who has a strong desire to be a Hoosier and we're excited to welcome he and his family to Bloomington. Again, Mike Woodson on Peyton Sparks. I really like that last sentence. He is an Indiana kid who has a strong desire to be a Hoosier. I think that's a big part of it, and you like to hear those situations where it didn't work out for Peyton coming out of high school to be recruited seriously, at least by Indiana, and to receive a scholarship offer, but for him to get this second chance opportunity, it did not take him very long to go through a long list of suitors that were contacting him as soon as his name hit the transfer portal uh, for him to pick Indiana. Speaking of the transfer portal, I don't know if you got a chance to listen yesterday, but Jake former Floyd Central standout who went to Air Force and had a great start to his college career there. He joined our program yesterday. He committed to Clemson earlier this week, so he's going to step in to high-major college basketball and the ACC Conference for the remainder of his college eligibility. But it was neat. If you want to go back and listen, it's on the podcast from yesterday, but it was neat to hear him talk about the process to enter the portal You've got to meet with your uh, advisor, uh, put your name in the portal, and within minutes of getting that confirmation email, Jake said he was beginning to hear from schools and it was beginning to be reported on various Twitter accounts that he had entered the portal. So kind of interesting to get a behind-the-scenes look from a player perspective about the portal process, and it seems to be something fairly simple to do. Uh, Just a couple quick steps to get your name into the portal fairly quickly. And uh, was' kind of neat to hear what Jake had to say about that yesterday. Women's basketball, big night tonight, the final four can Iowa knock off really good and the favorite South Carolina? I don't know about that. I think it'll take a humongous effort from Caitlin Clark if the Hawkeyes are going to have any chance to do so. but a good iU women's note to uh, tell you about on this final four day for the women. But Terry Mormon, Terry Morin has been named the Associated Press. National Coach of the Year. It was announced yesterday, first time in program history, that an Indiana coach has been selected for the award. She's got all sorts of accolades this season. Big Ten Coach of the Year. She's a finalist for the Naismith Women's Coach of the Year Award. The ninth year, she's been there nine years now, hard to believe, coach in Indiana, the winningest in IU history. And, of course, she set that mark this past season. So congratulations to Coach Morin. What she has done with the IU women's program, where she has put it at, uh, reaching to get it to a level where year in and year out, there's an expectation not just of success, but there's an expectation of competing for Big Ten championships, going after top-level recruits in Indiana and the Midwest, and obviously having NCAA tournament success. She has made some huge, huge gains in that area. And if you think back to Indiana's success before her, Indiana at times had a good women's basketball program, but it never was consistent or what it is, the level it is now under Coach Moran. So that's really cool to see what she's done and a big personal honor for her to be named the AP Coach of the Year uh, after the, I know, a little bit of a disappointing finish. I, I get that for... Uh, her and the team, but uh, still a big and a historic season for the IU women, that is for sure. That's looking look at, a, at some headlines for this Friday edition of the program. Again, we've got the women's Final Four tonight. We've got men's Final Four games on Saturday. Excited, especially for that Florida, Atlantic, and San Diego State game. I don't know, I'm not trying to just plug things from earlier in the week, but I thought we had a really good segment with Dan Block former uh, IU manager and video coordinator, who is now an assistant coach at Providence, just a good basketball guy in the area. He got to know Dusty well. They were in each other's weddings. They are really good friends, and he is on his way now to the Final Four to watch Coach May and Florida Atlantic uh, square off with San Diego State. Not only do I think it's going to be a great game, but it's a reason for Hoosier fans and for People from the state and from Southern Indiana to be proud about Dusty May, a Greene County native, and see if his team can take a step further to the national championship game. Also really cool to see that Dusty May re-upped yesterday with Florida Atlantic. Kind of cool. Going into the Final Four, uh, after all the success, he now has a long-term deal with Florida Atlantic. And there's no question that whether it was this year or next year, He's going to be, was going to be a candidate for some much bigger and probably better when it comes to facilities and the ability to recruit and obviously the level overall of basketball and what conference they're in. He was going to be a candidate for a lot of those jobs, but he has re up with Florida Atlantic, uh, reached a long-term deal, and it will be interesting to see if he's able to retain a lot of the talent on this team and build Florida Atlantic as a member of Conference USA into a, I don't want to say a Gonzaga, but into a program that can have success year in and year out. He sure has gotten the publicity this year uh, to get things off to a really good start. He's got a lot of returners that are set back, uh, set to come back on his roster for next season. Uh, so just interesting to see. I love the fact that he's going to stay there. I love the fact that he's going to try to build that up there into something consistent. And I think it's going to be a really good study to see what he can get done on a regular basis at Florida Atlantic, or if ultimately this is just a one-time head-scratching success for his club, I have a feeling Dusty May will be back. I don't know if it'll be the Final Four, but I have a feeling that he will have Florida Atlantic in the headlines for some years to go. But pretty neat, before the Final Four even played, uh, he's already uh, getting more headlines because he's decided to forego other job opportunities and re-up with FAU. And so just... Saturday, I think, will be a great day of basketball. I think Connecticut is a big favorite in my eyes to win the national championship at this point based on how they're playing. But I tell you, Indiana fans know Miami, and I'm sure you've watched them a little closer as they work through the tournament after they eliminated the Hoosiers. They are not a bad ball club. They are capable of getting up and down, running, shooting, playing with Connecticut. So while I think the Huskies ultimately will win, uh, I do think it could be an interesting game. So Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, I will be shocked if it is not a good game. I will really be shocked if it's not a good game. Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says, I believe the portal has really tightened the teams up. These schools that traditionally get five-star, one-and-done players has major competition from 20, 21-year-old players in the portal that have a couple years of experience and bigger, more mature bodies. I agree, the portal is definitely changing and affecting college basketball, that's for sure. You can send in your text, the number 502-414-1450. A lot more about IU and the Final Four coming up in the next segment. I'm curious, do you agree? Is UConn by far your pick to win the national championship at this point? Let us know on the Thornton's text line. We'll head to break. We're back with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, Coming up after this on a Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Of the program. Glad to have you with us. I need to remind you the Big X Sports Radio golf card is now available and that thing is red hot. It goes quick and there are a number of good courses on it this year. One that's really intriguing is Park Mammoth Golf Course. Uh, Once a local favorite to Park City residents, now revamped into an unforgettable 18-hole getaway. It's located in Park City, Kentucky. I may have to check that one out myself. You can find more at parkmammothgolfclub.com. But if you want to buy a Big X Sports Radio golf card, now these things, again, they go quick. Supplies is limited. You can get yours today at com. Again, com or call 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Kind of a nasty day and More rain and wind coming into the area. What's going on? It's like a regular forecast, it seems, these days for our area. So not a great golf day today, but they are coming. And we have had some, but they are really coming up. So get your Big Exports Radio golf card now. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dylan Wallace with us now of the Timor Tribune. Dylan is the sports editor. And Dylan, breaking news as we started our program this morning. And I think it is par for the course. We all thought it and we know now Jalen Hood Hujofino is headed to the NBA draft. He's going to forego his college eligibility. Your reaction to that announcement?
3: Yeah, very much expected and also just kind of very happy for him. Um, I thought he came in and and was really kind of played as advertised. You know, when we talked about him coming in, uh, just what he could be as a player. And um, I I thought he lived up to it, to be honest. I know there were some ups and downs. There were some tough games, um, some tough shooting nights for him. But overall, um, he was a player that we haven't seen in Indiana uh, for quite some time. Just what he was able to do for the offense. Um, you know, the shots he was able to make, you know, I think everybody's going to really remember that Purdue game at Mackey Arena where he just completely took over and just dominated it and beat Purdue. I think a lot of people are going to remember that game fondly as kind of one of the great performances in that rivalry, and, and rightfully so. So, um, yeah, he was awesome this year. Um, it was really fun to see him getting kind of that two-man game with Trace Jackson Davis and see those two guys really just kind of lifting any up and take them to, you know, protected seeds, you know, something that they haven't had since, I think, 2013. So, Um, In the NCAA tournament. So that was a lot of fun. Obviously, we all wish the season could have gone a little bit longer, but um, overall, I I think those two guys were really good. And Jalen, especially as a freshman coming in, losing Xavier Johnson and having to take basically all of the load in terms of handling the ball and running the offense, um, he did pretty well. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for him to go on to the NBA. Um, I think a lot of people are are pretty high on him in terms of, you know, draft scouts and and teams in the NBA looking at him. Um, So, you know, I hope he can get into the lottery. That'd be really cool to get him. As a lottery pick in the top 14, but if not, uh, I think he, I think he's a clear-cut first rounder, um, and it, he probably won't fall below you know 20 either. So I think he'll be a top 20 pick, uh, which will be really cool for Indiana to get him in. You know, it's also a good thing for for Mike Woodson, kind of his first you know one and done guy to get in. And, and you know, if, even if and if Trace gets drafted, you know, you can look at Indiana and be like, okay, so they can bring in one and done. they can develop guys into NBA players, which is you know a nice thing to have for your program. So. You know that always looks good in terms of recruiting and things you can tell guys and stuff like that too. So yeah, just just excited for him in general and and like like I said, you know, and like you said, it's not a surprise that he that he forgoed his eligibility and is going to go to the NBA and um just hope that he does well. Hope, hope he finds a good spot on a good team and you know I hope he's playing in that in the you know the big league for a while because I think he's definitely talented enough. So yeah, uh, just 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 excited for him and um you know. We, we knew it was coming, so let's see what Indiana can do to kinda, you know, find some more placements here going forward.
2: You know, obviously missing his talent and who he is as a player is, is gonna hurt the IU roster next year. That that's common sense. But if you're looking for a positive out of this, I guess it's that Jalen Hood goes to Indiana for a year. The IU coaches help put him in even a better situation to become an NBA draft eligible player. And then you've got Mike Woodson, and that is what's being sold so often to these top-level recruits and probably folks out of the transfer portal as well that come play for a guy that knows the NBA. So you put Hood going to the league, and then the message that's been out there about Mike Woodson being a lifer for basketball and an NBA guy, that's got to help, right, when it comes to recruiting and portal and so many other things?
3: I would definitely think so, especially because you know when Jalen came in, I think we all thought he could be a one and done, but early on, you know, in the preseason and even at the beginning of the season, a lot of the NBA draft projections, you know, he was he was not super high up on a lot of people's boards. You know, he was maybe late first round and and early on. I mean, he was definitely even in like the second round. He wasn't even like a top thirty, you know, thirty-two pick. And um, you know, for him to be able to play his way throughout the season into potentially a lottery pick. Um, that just shows, you know, that, that shows even better. It's not like he came in like the number three prospect in, in you know, the draft and he just stayed at that number. You know, he, 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 he started a little bit lower on draft boards and he was able to rise his way up. And, and that's really, that really looks good in terms of, you know, Coach Woodson and the coaching staff is that they were able to kind of elevate his game to what it was in high school and elevate it even more. You know, get him. You know, some really good moments that people really pointed out to in college, and, and said, "Hey, this this is a guy that we you know we might want to take in the, in the draft here." So I think that part helps a lot um, because you know, like you said, people are going to look at that, and 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 you know, that's one of the things that you know is interesting to some of these higher level recruits is because Mike Woodson has just spent so much time in the NBA. You know, he kind of knows what it takes to to get guys to that next level, and now you're going to have one, probably two players from this year's roster. Drafted in the NBA, um, and, that, and that, that says a lot, you know. Indiana hasn't really had a whole lot of that uh, lately. You know, the last one was was Romeo Langford. You know, he was he was drafted, and then at you know before that, I don't even remember. It might have been, I think Thomas Bryant, OG Obi were the other guys before that. So there hasn't been a whole lot, you know, for Indiana. So to get two guys this year definitely looks good, and especially to have a freshman come in, you know, to be a one and done and raise his draft stock while he's in Indiana for six months, um, it, it, it means a lot and it goes a long way, and especially. You know, with with the way that Indiana, you know, we might assume is going to kind of change their style of play, that could help some more poor perimeter oriented guys want to come in here and, and really be able to showcase their talents and, and move on to the next level. So, uh, I, I don't think it hurts the team at all. I mean, obviously, it, you know, it hurts not having them on the floor, but you kind of expected it. I think it only helps kind of the kind of the perception of of Coach Woodson and and what he can do with these high end talent guys. So. Uh, I think it's a great thing, and, and and I think hopefully they could use it to their advantage in, in recruiting some of these bigger names, these kind of bigger, you know, more uh, you know, high star guards that that you know any is probably going to go after here.
2: Dylan Texter says on the Thornton's text line, any inside any inside scoop on Caleb Love? I have been browsing Twitter and social media for. Uh, updates on him because he's the kind of player that I don't know that he can replace Hood Shafino, but in his own way, he could be a major impact guy for the roster for next season. I don't know that you've got any inside track on him either, but have you seen any updates on where Indiana stands or the long list? It seems a growing list of schools, as you would expect, that are targeting him out of the transfer portal.
3: It does seem like his name has been linked with Indiana's a lot more than other teams. Um, ever since he kind of left. Because, you know, obviously he was recruited by Archie Miller, and and, and we do remember that recruitment. I think, you know, Indiana was in his top, like, five when he was ready to decide. Um, And he obviously picked North Carolina. But he's obviously been around campus before, and that was with a different coaching staff. And now with with this one, um, that is obviously a little bit better. You know, it could definitely be a little interesting to him. I saw a tweet yesterday um, that was kind of interesting. Someone from, like, the Michigan like message boards said that like you know they were talking about Caleb Love and someone put like oh I heard Michigan or Caleb Love to Indiana is a done deal so you know that was something that I randomly saw on, on Twitter yesterday and obviously you never know what's true or not but you know to have other programs talking about Caleb Love to Indiana uh, you know it at least shows some kind of smoke is going on so uh we'll see what's, we'll see what's happening there but you know I, I do think things are probably going pretty well with that and I think he'd be a really good guard to pair with Xavier Johnson um, you know especially with X coming back what well, we assume he hasn't gotten the waiver yet but we we assume he's coming back you know if you do have Xavier Johnson you have sort of a kind of a floor general guard and with Caleb Love you know he can really kind of be the the you know the two guard and just kind of be like a shot maker and that's really what he is and i think him and RJ Davis at North Carolina struggled a little bit this year to find that chemistry that they kind of had at the end of that uh, two seasons ago when they obviously went to the national championship game uh, the Things just didn't click in the backcourt with them. so uh, you hope that, you know, Caleb can kind of just be a, a shot maker for the end of this year, and he's definitely a guy that can, you know, go get his shot at the end of the shot clock when things break down, and you know, I think Jalen couldn't really do that a whole lot because he just, he liked the mid-range shot, he didn't like getting all the way to the rim, and I think Caleb brings a little bit different aspect of his game, uh, you know, Caleb definitely has a little bit more range than Jalen did, so... Um, I think it could be really nice to bring in a player like that, uh, just who can just make a lot of tough shots and make things happen. And you know, I think obviously there's going to be some moments where you you question the shot the shot selection, but um, I do think it'd be a nice addition to this to this team and to the backcourt, especially with you losing you know Jalen and Tamar Bates. You know, you need some guys that are going to kind of come into in the backcourt. So uh, yeah, I, I, it sounds like things are going in the right direction. Like I said, some of the things that tweets I saw people are talking about, like. You know, Caleb of Indiana looks is looking good, but we'll see how it plays out. I definitely would be interested in getting him. Um, I think it'd be it could be cool, and I think with just Indiana's coaching staff in general, you know, I I think they can really kind of help his mindset and help him kind of transform his game. into it's something that could help the team this year if he does decide to to transfer here.
2: All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. My guest, Dylan, got to talk a little bit about the Final Four. But how refreshing is it to see Dusty May? Not only a Hoosier guy with great connections to the IU program, have the success that he and his team are having, but on Final Four week, when all the attention is on him, and we're all wondering what jobs are currently open or could come open that maybe he would move up the ranks into higher major basketball, into a bigger, better conference. And the announcement we get yesterday is that he's re-up with FAU for a long-term deal. It just kind of almost like he's doubling down on the dusty May that. Guys like I've known he is for a while, but the rest of the public finding out what a good dude he is, and and what a just a straight shooter and a team builder that he is, he's doubling down on himself and his coaching staff and FAU, and going to stick with them. It looks like for the foreseeable future.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't see it a whole lot anymore. You know, when these coaches, you know, we even talked about it last week when these coaches go on these runs with some of these mid level programs and they really start to show what they can do um they are the number one candidates for for kind of these these open jobs you know we were talking about maybe Penn State um you know all these other potential jobs that are going to be coming open in and you know in the kind of the, the bigger programs and you know it was really cool to see him just you know decide to sign a very lucrative extension and I, and it also look like you know they're going to get you know like 8 million or something toward just like the basketball program in general in terms of improving their facilities and all that kind of stuff so that's really awesome because he's not just like taking the money for himself but he's also Obviously, wants you know more kind of you know accessories and stuff for that program because you know they they did a really awesome things this year, um, and you know they they have a really good chance to potentially make it to the national championship, and, and that'd be really cool to see. And for him to really commit going forward to to want to be at this program and and help improve everything that's around the program, uh, definitely just says a lot about who he is as a guy. And um, it's been really cool to see a lot of Indiana kind of media members and people you know talk to him in this tournament run and, and you start to see some of the content and stuff with him and you you can kind of hear him talk about you know who he is and what, what he's about and it's been really fun to kind of pay attention to him because you know didn't know a whole lot about him before this kind of tournament run so um that's been great to see and you know, i'm also curious to see you know what impact that has on some of the players uh he has there at for atlantic because obviously uh, you know it's not just coaches but when players in these mid-level teams go on these nice runs you know they are going to draw a lot of attention too in terms of the transfer portal and you know if dusty may is committing does that make them want to come back and commit to him more you know we'll see what happens there or is it easier for him to bring in some some better transfers as well at florida atlantic so all that stuff can can only mean good for the program and um you know i'm excited i, I think it's cool that he really wants to build something there and this is a great first year for it to, to really get some eyes on it and um the fact that he wants to stick around is awesome and uh you know, hey, I won't be surprised if we start seeing them in the tournament a lot more often in the coming years here with him at the helm.
2: Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. I've been pretty up front, even though I'm really pulling for Coach May. I do pick San Diego State to win the game, and I think UConn ultimately wins the whole thing. What are your picks? Take me through both semifinal games. And on top of that, does Iowa have any chance on the women's side tonight to knock off South Carolina? Yeah, it's going to be.
3: It's gonna be something to watch with Iowa. Uh, you know, with Caitlin Clark, obviously, you know she can she can really put on a show. But South Carolina is just so good um, on both ends of the floor. I don't know if that's going to be enough for her to overcome. Um, but it's gonna, certainly going to be must see TV to pay attention to that. Um, and for the men's final four tomorrow, you know i i i want to I think San Diego State is probably going to win just the style they play. the, the kind of just the the length and, you know, strength and power they have, it seems like it'll be tough, but, you know, Florida Atlantic beat Tennessee, and I don't think you can get more kind of rough and tough than a Tennessee program, and San Diego State, you know, they've already faced a team like that already, and they beat them, and, you know, I thought there was no way that they would beat Kansas State. They beat, they beat them, um, so, you know, it's it's been the kind of a, a run where every time I don't think they're going to win, they, they show up and win, so, you know, I will not be shocked at all if they win. I might even pick them to win just because, like, they've burned me so many times, but... Uh, and then on the other side, you know, I'm actually really curious about this matchup with UConn and Miami. Um, you know, Miami's a really fun team to watch, and uh, you know, Yukon's just look like the best team in the tournament so far, um, and they look like a well machine that cannot be slowed down. I'm really curious to see if Miami can can really try to match them point for point, um, because UConn's going to find UConn's going to score. You know, we know that, and we'll see with Miami what they can do if they can hang with them. Uh, they had a really nice comeback last week against Texas to come back and win that game, so. Um, I'm, I'm really curious. I think these two matchups are probably the best way, you know, the best kind of two, you, if you match with these four teams, I think this would be the best kind of, you know, final four matchups for them just to see, you know, easy, mano a mano, you know, who matches up best with the other one to see who can get this national championship. So I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say it's Florida Atlantic versus UConn in the finals, and then uh, UConn's probably going to win. I, it's just it's just hard to just discredit what they've done so far and how dominant they looked against some pretty good teams. Um, You know, they they completely dismantled Gonzaga, and that was really impressive to watch. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll have an off game, but if they don't, I see them kind of winning this thing all right here.
2: All right, Uh, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune with me. I bring this up a lot. A couple people said you're kind of depressing, Matt, when you always say this, and I know I have a habit of saying it, but... This weekend is kind of it. Uh, Yeah, I'll follow the NBA and maybe a little bit of baseball, and we've got high school baseball that we'll get into. I look forward to having on a lot of the coaches here over the next couple weeks to preview their teams here early in the season. But, man, it's been such a fun run. Even when Indiana's not good, or even especially this year when Indiana was surging, uh, this has just been a great run of basketball and you get into March and those first couple weekends of the tournament are amazing. It's it's really depressing to think about Monday night getting here and college basketball being on the shelf. I know the transfer portal adds a lot of questions and conversation. Of course, we've got the typical recruiting and all the summer basketball and those sorts of things, but it's just uh, you go from a high to a low really quick here.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be just gonna be unfortunate when the season comes to an end because it's been a really fun season. You know, there's been so much kind of parity across the board. You know, we, we didn't really have a clear-cut number one team going into the, the NCAA tournament. Everyone was getting beat by anyone. Um, it was just a lot of fun to pay attention to, night in and night out. And, and like you said, you know, it's just so much better when Indiana is good and in the mix. You know, I can't remember. You know, I just you know when I was growing up, you know, here at IU and was a student. You know, I just never knew what it was like to have the team in the tournament. Um, and, and to see the last two years especially this year when you know they, they were a little bit more securely in um, it was just it's just a lot more fun when you have your you know a team that you that you have interest in playing in march you know it's just it adds so much to the game it's just so fun to, to pay attention to and look at all the it's just it's just a lot of fun and you know you hope you hope that continues for the next couple of years here um, but, but just in general, it's been a really fun college basketball season. And you saw it firsthand in this tournament you know people going down you know the first time ever there's been no number one seed in the elite eight um, it just shows kind of what college basketball is and what March Madness is all about. It lives up to its name. Um, it's been there's been a lot of awesome upsets, a lot of awesome games coming down the wire. So it's been a lot of fun. I hope we get you know three more really good games you know Saturday and Monday, but to close this thing out. You know I, I don't want any blowouts. It's not fun when that happens. So I hope I hope everybody keeps it competitive and tight. But you know, when it's over it's gonna be tough. You know you're gonna have to wait till. You know, basically next November till till things start up again. But you know, I I will say I, I I did enjoy you know opening day for baseball yesterday. I really do think the pitch clock has has really helped make the viewing experience a little better. The games move so much faster; they're over a lot quicker. It just moves fluidly. I, I think it's it's going to help, and I, it definitely helped me kind of watch, sit down and watch things. And be like, wow, this is actually like moving fast. It's kind of fun to pay attention to. So hopefully that keeps up the rest of the year. I'm usually not a big baseball guy, but I did enjoy kind of the that change they made and. Hopefully it, it continues, but yeah, uh, I'm also a big NBA guy, so I'll be I'll be paying attention to these playoffs. But yeah, there's nothing like college basketball, and uh, it's, it's sad it's going to be over on Monday, but um, like you said, it's, it's going to be a busy offseason with the transfer portal. I know for Nana fans, it's already been pretty busy with news of transfers and Jalen going to the NBA and who they're going to bring in and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully the news cycle keeps up and, we could always keep talking about it because it's, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, it's going to suck when it ends Monday. But then, you know, the countdown starts the next November, and I can't wait for that season as well.
2: Absolutely. All right, Dylan Wallace, enjoy the final four games, and thank you for coming on with us Fridays. Uh, I love our chats during the season, but we'll continue them in the off season as well. And appreciate your time, Dylan. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. All right, Dylan Wallace, good guy, always with us Fridays on the show. Somebody just sent this to me. I want to share it with you. This is Jalen hood uh a photo or a graphic he put on his Instagram. It's got a picture of him as a very, very young kid with his gold chain on and his NBA hat to the side he says quote I first want to thank God for giving me the gift to play a game that I have fallen in love with the game of basketball basketball has blessed me in so many ways by way of experiences relationships and opportunities that I'm beyond grateful for I want to thank my mom dad and granddad for being the first people to teach me the game my faith family coaches teammates mentors and trainers have all helped me become the young man I am today I will forever value those bonds we've built whether it was through prayer, hard work, shared dreams, or pushing through adversity, I appreciate it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And a special thank you to Coach McKinnis, Coach Boyle, and Coach Woodson. Each of you were instrumental in the different stages of my process as my head coaches. Thank you to my entire support system. It truly takes a village. Mom and Ava, thank you for all the sacrifices you've made, allowing me to chase my dreams and propel me to this point. Y'all are my why. From start to finish, my freshman season has been nothing short of amazing. To the fans and people in Bloomington, you welcome me with open arms. I can't thank you enough. This is an experience I'll take with me and remember forever. No matter where basketball takes me, I'll always be an Indiana Hoosier. Ever since I was a little boy, it has been my dream to play in the NBA. With that being said, I'm ready to take this next step in my basketball career and declare for the 2023 NBA draft, the time is now. Signed, Fino, number one. So good stuff. Very professional, very classy, but uh, that's what I would expect from him. And I think it's great that he mentions he'll always be an Indiana Hoosier Uh, that is a good sounding point for helping recruit in the future, and you can bet that Jalen hood Shafino, as soon as he gets drafted, he's going to be on a lot of promotional graphics and is probably already at the front of a lot of conversations that the coaching staff is having with these targets that they are talking with out of the transfer portal and, of course, uh, traditional recruiting as well. We'll head to a commercial break. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star is next. We'll recap the state finals, high school hoops. It's already come to a close for the 22-23 season. We'll get into some other stuff with Kyle some recruiting and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star with us. And, Kyle, hard to believe the high school basketball season is over. Got some things connected to the Final Four I want to bring up. But first off, uh, recap quickly, a great day last Saturday for you at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Some really good action. Lots of college coaches in attendance. And it all concluded Saturday night with an undefeated Ben Davis team bringing home the 4A state championship.
1: Yeah, that's probably where it starts—is the uh, atmosphere of that Friday or the uh, Saturday night game, uh, the last game of the season, and you know, like you said, all those coaches there to watch uh, Floyd Badunga, but then uh, you know, also that Ben Davis team that had been you know 32 and 0 going in and finishing the job with uh, you know a really good fourth quarter against a team that was really on the on the come there in the third, and uh, you know, just a kind of a. Kind of sums up what they were about all year. They rose every challenge and against a really, really good schedule. And uh, what a great atmosphere! I mean, that place was. I, I saw was people. It felt like a Friday night at a you know at a, at a packed house. And you know, some of the places you go during the season, Kokomo or Anderson this year or wherever. Uh, but uh, it felt like that uh, in an NBA arena, which is a, which is pretty pretty rare and remarkable. I would say uh, one of the best atmospheres I've ever. Seen, been a part of for a state championship game, but but yeah, it was a, it was a good day overall. I mean, Lutheran sort of dominated the one A game after about a quarter and a half. They completely uh, took out uh, Southwood. A really good two A game between uh, Blackhawk Christian and Minton Stockton, and, and Blackhawk was able to get it done. Kellen Pickett, I thought, really kind of rose to the to the uh, level of play there and, and uh, intriguing player, about six seven, six eight. Uh, Player, sophomore uh, for Blackout Christian, so uh, they were able to get it done against Linton, and then a really good 3A game turned out to be. I thought that might be a runaway early on. Northwood was was, was with Cade Brenner was taking it to Garen, but you know Garen battled back and and uh, sent that game to overtime, and they didn't actually even lead in that game until early in overtime. But then Northwood able to put them away late, and uh, you know they were the I think probably the best team in 3A most of the year, and uh, you know really good. Good group there that uh, Aaron Wolf had. So, you know, I think uh, you know maybe not a lot of huge surprises really, but some really good teams. And that Black Hawk Linton game, I think we thought probably could go either way. But other than that, probably uh, probably ended up with the champions. Maybe we thought, Uh, at least I, you know, I kind of thought going into it, uh, you know, into Saturday. But yeah, just a phenomenal atmosphere, especially at night for those night games.
2: Great to see a good turnout as far as crowd goes, but obviously great to see uh, that many coaches there. I know over the years there have been a number of D1 coaches come in depending on how some of the local teams are faring in the NCAA tournament, but I've got to believe the row, the front row that was there right in front of media row, in fact, on Saturday for that 4A game to see Badunga. That, that was an unbelievable crowd of head coaches uh, from D1 institutions across the area.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that before. I remember uh, Deshaun Thomas, I, I believe, had uh, had opened it up, and you know, I, I don't even remember for sure. I think he was a junior in '09, but I, I don't remember a lot of, uh, you know, Matt Painter was usually there if he can be, or, or Tom Crean would be there, and you'd have some other coaches here and there from time to time, or even assistant coaches. You know, Michael Lewis, I remember being there last year, and he was there again. Uh, which that's an interesting story too with Zane uh, Dowdy from Ben Davis. You know the Valpo coaches uh, got fired, and now he's uh, Mac Lewis and Ball State are in on him as well. So, but yeah, it was it was unlike uh, most uh, scenes that we see, and um, you know just the just the, that group of coaches that kind of got everything hyped too as far as the the atmosphere goes. But uh, but man, just a yeah, just a great atmosphere. I mean that was unlike unlike. Uh, you know, even even great crowd to me. it was just so it was so uh, uh, intense there. It was really fun.
2: All right, Kyle Nednerip, the Indianapolis Star. Some Final Four connections. Uh, obviously, the most notable name, especially for listeners here in Southern Indiana, would be Nigel Pack, who had a great career at Lawrence Central, and he's been part, a big part of Miami's push to the Final Four. He's had some great games in the tournament. And, of course, his first year at Miami as well. He made a lot of news uh, in the off-season because of some big scores for NIL uh, as he mm-hmm. left Kansas State and went to Miami. But he, he's a big Hoosier connection. I know we have spent a lot of time this week talking about Dusty May. But from player perspective, probably Nigel Pack, the biggest name for listeners in our part of the state.
1: Absolutely, and I you know, covered Nigel throughout his high school career, and it was fun to go back. Actually, I ended up writing a story about him that ran this morning, and uh, talked to his dad and his former coaches and his trainer and 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 people associated with Nigel, and you know, it's fun to go back and look at some of the stories I'd written over the years too. Of uh, you know, right before he committed to Kansas State, and he had uh, Butler had just recently offered him, and. Uh, some other Big Tens had come in and, and were kind of sniffing around but hadn't uh, hadn't offered him. You know, Iowa came in and, and uh, Northwestern, and, and but uh, didn't pull the trigger on him. And then he went to Kansas State and committed while he was out there to Bruce Weber. Uh, but uh, a lot of that was Chris Lowry, who, uh, you know, Evansville native, was on the staff and uh, had a connection with them. They weren't very good at Kansas State, uh, especially his first year. But immediately, you know, he showed – you know, what he did in high school uh, translated. You know he averaged Lettman scoring both years. Um, you know shot at a high rate from the three point line. You know just uh, you know really proved himself to be a quality player. He was he was all Big Twelve. Uh, you know and the most improved player uh, as a sophomore and then. Yeah, as we know, he kind of uh, unwittingly became that face of NIL. I talked to his dad about that too, and it was sort of you know, a lot of negativity uh, thrown his way uh, through that process last uh, almost a year ago now. It would have been last April, and I remember when that came out online, and and uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, and it was kind of like, wow, you know, Nigel, Nigel Pack, <laughs> you, know, he's, you know, he's getting a. Uh, you know, a lot of NIL money and a lot of negativity because most NILs weren't out there at that time. You know, people didn't know how much they were making or whatever, but, uh, you know, so it's kind of just interesting because Nigel's such a quiet, you know, hardworking, sort of unassuming and underrated guy, all, all of a sudden became this uh, face of NIL, you know, and, uh, and I, you know, even, no one's going to feel bad for him because he's, he get, you know, got a good deal, but... But, you know it's a lot of negativity i mean you, that can wear people down, I know his dad you know, from talking to him you know they 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 felt that, but uh I would get to see him you know kind of uh you know be able to lift his team to i mean i it's paid off you know and and they're going to final four and you know people can say what they will about n i l or whatever but uh you know i i would have done the same thing he did you know i, I you know that's that's a great opportunity for him and and this really, the style that they play, the Jim Larranega, everything fits him so well. Uh, it's really worked out. So it's been cool to see what he's been able to do here this year, and and really throughout his uh, throughout his career, he's just a just a really good player, good point guard.
2: Absolutely, Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, enjoy the Final Four games, and thanks for your great coverage of high school basketball season long. We'll talk with you next week. Sounds
1: good, Matt. Thank you.
2: All right, I hope everybody gets time to enjoy the games this weekend. Stay out of the rain, stay safe, and we'll be back on Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.